You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Today, you, you'll be wondering because I don't want to tell the part of God's servant. I, I want to be bringing before you the meditations of my heart that may be different, but they will take dressing from his message. There's one particular word that I know that God has been putting in my heart that he spoke. That word. That word is exactly what I want to talk about. And it's very small, just meditation. It won't be long so that we can go. Is in Luke chapter 16, verse 16. Can somebody please put it? Luke. Stroll into the kingdom. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You don't stroll into the kingdom. You can't stroll into the kingdom. The kingdom is not a place you stroll into. Mm-mm. You see, I try to look at the prayer of Jesus. There's a particular place I can't remember where they say Jesus knelt down and as he was praying, he was sweating. Sir? Like drops of blood. That is king. That he was pressing. He was pressing. He is about it. And let me tell you, Jesus came to show us the way. He does exactly what he came to do. Like God's heaven is if you don't boom, and something happens. But he just came to show me and you the way. That is the way we have to follow. You must press into the kingdom. There is no way out. No other way. If there's a way, it would have been made available. You see, I would have told you. Praise God. There are so many. There's about few people I'm going to be telling you about. But when I had that, you know, there are certain things I would have said there, but I think I'm going to be sharing it with, uh, with God's servant so that he understands. So recently, I've, I changed my way of prayer. There was a day this man of God was ministering. He said something. He said he wakes up by 2 a.m. and he prays. I know I've been doing it. But it's not regular. Sometimes my alarm will wake me up by four o'clock. I say, this, this kind of alarm, you know, it will not even come on. Sometimes it won't come on. I say, God, you won't, this will, they, they will not kill you. Sometimes I will see myself rise up by 6 a.m. I say, hey, what is the matter? And each time I rise up like that, fear will grip me. Fear will be all over me. That day I will not be myself. But each time I tarry in his presence, <laughs> each time I tarry, you know, when I'm talking to my wife, I know. When I'm talking to myself, my, my, my son, I know. When I'm talking, I know I'm talking. I'm the one. Because everything is controlled in the spirit. Because, you see, if I have to talk to her, they have helped me in the spirit to talk. If it makes me angry, I will not react the way I should have reacted if I was not prayerful. Praise God. Let me tell you, the kingdom is not a joke. Pastor Livingstone shared something with me. I don't know whether he said to somebody. A man of God was talking about how he helped his wife to, how he nurtured his wife to grow in the ministry. And I'm learning that one also. Because every day, every night, we do devotion. My wife is such that 
if you're doing devotion, they can just sit down and put I say, no, this, you are now in the presence of the almighty God. <laughs> Praise God. You're in your father's house, you can laugh. I said, no, you're in, your, you're in the presence of almighty God. You can't sit like this. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You can't sit like this. Because, you see, they say, you have to be beautiful from the home and come out. I don't know how the Hebrew people say it. You say, you must be beautiful from the house and then you come out. Praise Jesus. Mm. Okay, let me quickly go to. If you look at the life of Jesus, let me just quickly just run the life of Jesus a little bit. Bible says in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, that Jesus will rise up early in the morning to start his day. And this is the one that we are copying. This is the one we are following. This is the one we are emulating. He will rise up early in the morning to pray. You'll be wondering, is it prayer that he wants to teach us? No, that's not prayer. That, I'm just trying to tell you. I'm going somewhere. Because I was asking God. Sometimes I read the word of God. And it's very difficult for me to comprehend it. Sometimes I read the word of God very, very, a number of times. And it will not drop. Nothing will drop. I'll be wondering what the matter was. I'll just be, what is the problem? And if you come to church, pastor, pick up that particular passage and he will bring mysteries. Mysteries. Somebody will come with same scripture and he's leading prayer. He, mysteries will be uttered by the person. And you'll be wondering, this is something where you've been reading for days. <laughs> you know what he told me? John chapter 6, verse 63. He said, the word is first spirit. That's what he wrote. The word back. Is first spirit before you can draw life. If you don't come into the spirit, you can't have the life of the world. No, you can't. No, you cannot. You must break into the spirit to be able to tap the life that is in the world. You will just be wasting time reading. It is later. The Bible says the letter kills. The letter will profit you. You won't profit you. We will just be flesh. You are tapping from the flesh. You must break in. That's why. Anytime they say pray in the Holy Ghost, please join. Don't joke with it. Don't joke. Because you know what you're doing? You're building your most holy faith. You're building yourself. You're getting yourself sensitive to draw. And that's what Jesus Christ was talking about in uh, I think it's in Mark chapter 17. Bible says he took them, Peter, James, and John to the mountain and transfigured. You know what he's telling them there? He's telling them it's only in the spirit you can get what the heavens are talking about. Nothing here. Only in the spirit. If you come into the spirit, if you can get into the spirit, then you can download the mind of the almighty God. Part of the reasons why people are falling away. The reasons why people are drawing back. Why people are becoming lazy. People are asking questions. What is happening? What is going on? I was there. I was asking the same question until my mother said something. I'm not going to say what my mother said, but what was that's what prompted my. I said, No more sleep. I've slept enough. No more sleep. I have slept enough. You see this body? I am about to torment you. I'm about to give you no rest until I become a praise. Ah, until. 
my life affects my family until my house become a gate of heaven until the things around me that may be exerting on me they move out they can pack out you need to understand it. It's not everybody who is around you are using the same spirit. You see, there are some Muslims around me. See, somebody was talking about Muslims and what they do. They project. They project things. And if, if, how can a Christian be sleeping and they be projecting things into his body? It is not wrong for them to leave, to stay. Mm-mm. It's not wrong for you to have sin in your neighborhood. But then they should not exert upon you. They shouldn't. They should not. They should know that you carry power. They should know that the word of God is and it's powerful. It has love. It has fire with it. It can love them. It can also burn them. You need to understand that. And the only area you can understand that is when you come into the spirit realm, they will tell you. And before they will tell you, they will know that you are matured so that you're not going to become physical. You know, they have to be sure what you can do with what they're revealing to you. They must be sure. Because you see, the Bible speaking in Romans chapter 12, verse 21, says, we've overcome evil with good. Praise Jesus. I have an account of one man. They call him in Acts of Apostles chapter 10. They call him the centurion. You see, if you look at Psalms chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says, you are a son. That's what they call you. I have begotten you as a son. Now, there's something you have to do. You see, ask me of nations. Ask me of nations. Ask me things. I have begotten you. I have called you a son. Then ask me. The Bible talking about this man. The Bible says he prayed. He gave arms. The only thing that caught my attention is that he prayed. He was a prayerful man. And he was also good. You know, pastor teaching us about uh, part of the anointing of our Lord Jesus. The major anointing of our Lord Jesus. The Bible says he was anointing with Ghost and with, and with power. First, to do good. The Bible says the man was good. He was always helping the needy around him. That's what the anointing does. That's what prayer does. Prayer helps you. Prayer helps you to be able to give. Prayer helps you to be able to be good. Prayer helps you. You cannot be good ordinarily from the flesh. You can't. As a Christian self, you can't. It is only when they help you. This flesh, the Bible, the Bible Apostle Paul speaking, he said, I put my flesh under is in prayer daily i put it down praise god and the bible say as he prayed as he gave arms the bible says uh, an angel was sent to him from god do you see how it happens that he can be praying your house pray you know pray you know pray nobody has noticed in the church nobody has noticed anywhere know everybody but the heavens are noticing no heavens are taking note oh. heavens are noting one day you will see. One day they will send an angel. Somebody will just appear in, your, in the front door. Somebody can even appear in your workplace. And they won't appear as in the one that can make you, uh, you know. They will appear. How do I know you? You know, physically, human being, but it's an angel. And they will give you the message. Your prayers have been heard. The Bible says because of that prayer, the Bible says the salvation of that man was arranged. Peter was sent to him. Peter wanted to begin to argue. Say, what I have cleansed, what I have called good, who are you? The Bible speaking about the man. The Bible says, him and his household became saved. 
your prayer, your consistency, your continuance, your persistence in prayer is not just for you. It is for you and your household. When God wants to deliver you, he's not delivering you alone. That's why they say you are a salt and you are a light. Your, your light is supposed to shine so that men will see and give God the glory. And this time they give God glory, they, will, they follow God. They start moving towards God. Because of the light you're shining. And what causes it is your prayer. It's your dedication. Praise God. And the person I had is, uh, I think Noah. Noah is another person I looked at. Praise God. Let me quickly go there. Bible speaking about Noah, he said he was righteous in his generation. I think Genesis chapter 9, was it? Was it 6? No, not 6. It's supposed to be 8. 6, okay. Verse 9. Praise God. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man. This is just the... Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons. That's 11. The, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh. The Bible says it was just. The end of all flesh has come. But what I'm trying to draw from here, you know, when you look at this, you look at this I, I don't know. Um, the, this particular man, the Bible says he prayed and he drew the presence of God. Noah was also very, very good. Noah was righteous. Noah was, and then he drew the favor of God. He drew the favor of God. And there's something I want to draw out of Noah's case. You know? What marveled me is that Noah was spoken to by God. It marveled me so much. Another thing that marveled me is that Noah stayed true to the instructions of God for a very long time. That's what took my attention. A very long time. I wonder what it is. I wonder why you know the Bible is speaking about I think it was Apostle Paul saying what is it that can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ? Romans chapter 10 verse 38. What is it? Noah was told giving instructions just like we've been receiving instructions from here from the pulpit. And Noah did not waver. Noah stayed. Noah built for 100, I think it's 120 years until the flood came. Another thing you notice that that thing Noah did saved not just Noah, he saved his family. He saved his family. Praise God. So you, you don't take what you're doing here for granted. You don't, you don't know what you're You're saving a generation. You're going to save your family. God has planted, God has drawn you, not just for yourself, but to save yourself and your family. And you have to take it serious. That's what I'm saying. You have to take it serious. Zacchaeus is another man, is an example I want to bring. Zacchaeus. The Bible says he had limitations. Zacchaeus was a rich man. But his riches were illegally drawn. He was a tax collector. He would have defrauded people. So that you don't exclude yourself. You don't remove yourself. Because of the what you've done in the past. The circumstances of your life don't determine what God wants to do with you. The Bible said, Zacchaeus heard about God. He moved towards God. That is exactly what God wants from you. Zacchaeus moved towards God. The Bible says, Zacchaeus heard about Jesus. He ran because of his stature. He climbed a tree. Can you see a rich man that can climb a tree? Is it possible that a rich man in Nigeria can climb a tree? He will call poor people to come and help him, lift him up. 
He will invite engineers to come and construct something fast, 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 immediately. To do quick um, elevation. Ele- elevate him so that he can... Uh, and they will put AC there. Split it. A stage, my brother. God bless you. That's what riches can do. But you need to understand the humility of a rich man. The humility of a rich man. That's what drew my attention also. Zacchaeus didn't look at his riches. He has so much money. The Bible said that he was rich. But the man went and climbed the tree. Because of Jesus. What effort are you making towards Jesus? What effort do you make towards Jesus? What is the effort? The money you don't have. <laughs> you know, what is it? And yet you can't make any effort. Car you don't have. Like my, uh, they, they are beginning to abuse my car. And I don't know what they call it now. They say it's, they say it's what? Um, gura gura. You don't have. And yet there's no effort. What is your matter? Even people say you cannot be a, 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 a poor man and then you be a, a witch. You can be a poor man and still be a witch. Haba. How do you they want to define you? How do they want to help you? <laughs> look at the look at him. The Bible says he went and climbed. And Jesus. <laughs> I love Jesus. Somebody say, somebody say, I love Jesus. Hey. That story, eh? <laughs> that is, I draw a lot of inspiration from there. The Bible says Jesus went to the, you see, Jesus knows your Pastor speak, he say he knows your location. He knows your location. He knows the effort you have made towards him. Hey, nothing you do for Jesus goes uh, unrewarded. It's not possible. He is all-knowing, all-seeing, all-sufficient. Everything about him knows. If you like, go to Kutuenji to go and preach. He knows. The Bible says, Jesus approached him and said, Come down, Zacchaeus, today, today, today. Salvation has entered your house. Mm. the effort you make will bring salvation to you. God will not overlook it. If you make effort sincerely, without personal, what was he looking for? The guy he has heard about Jesus. He is looking for salvation. He was just looking for Jesus. I don't know what you're looking for in the Father's church. I don't know what you're looking for in the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. You have to define what it is you're looking for. Because if you're looking for money, you'll be frustrated. If you're looking for wealth, you'll be frustrated. Because you see, everything you're looking for is inside of Jesus. By was seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. There now will be additions. Additions. If you don't believe it, you'll be like who Jesus was talking about. He was talking about them. If you don't believe that I'm here, you will perish in your sins. If you don't believe it. Because let me also tell you. As you have given your life to Jesus Christ, you're already implicated though. The implication is too grievous because you see, let me tell you, you see, that's why some people go mad. I'm telling you the truth. You need to watch what your conduct in the body of our Lord Jesus. That's why some people go crazy. You know, sometimes there's a way you have to be, you have to talk. Ah, this particular thought, the Bible says you bring all thoughts to the obedience of Christ. Ah, get out of me in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, if it's, if it's against the body, cast it out. You got the power. Cast it out. The Bible says they can fly over your head. Don't let them perch. They will defy you. Before you know it, you begin to talk. Talk anyhow. You're going to talk about your brother. You're going to talk about your sister. The Bible says it's not what you eat that defies you. It is what comes out. Well, you know, it's uh, this one. Uh, that's how. You, be, you know. <laughs> be very careful. Because you see, like I said, 
the sword is too edged. I'm telling you the truth. Go and ask David. He said, it was because I strayed and I was afflicted. Go and ask him. Praise God. Another example is in Joshua chapter 2. I think talking about Rahab. Rahab is another example I want to bring. Rahab caught. I don't know what you're doing with what you're hearing about Jesus. People are doing something about what they are hearing and what they know about Jesus. And it is high time we be, began to do things with what we know and what we have. Yeah. Because you see, the Bible says, talking about um, Daniel chapter 11 verse 2, he said, they that know their God, they shall be strong. It is not because there's affliction that I'm weakening. It's not because I don't have money that I'm drawing back. It's n- nothing should be able to separate me from the love of Jesus Christ. Ah, the Bible says Rahab was a harlot, but it didn't stop him from assessing salvation. Rahab was a harlot, but it didn't assess him from using the knowledge he has. The Bible says he heard about what God has done with the children of Israelites over nations. King Og and uh, which other king was that? Basha. He said, our heart has melted in us. And if you look at the end of that story, the Bible says, Rahab and his household was saved. I don't know why I'm going this route. I don't know who I'm talking to. Don't think you're coming to church for nothing. Don't think you're coming to the house of God for nothing. Don't think your service is for nothing. The Bible says, speaking about Zachariah, the Bible says he was remembered. Don't look at your service for nothing. Don't let nothing stop you, give you idea that you're not recognized. Nobody, the only person that can recognize you is God. And if he recognizes you, ah, you're recognized. God bless you. Don't look for recognition. Praise God. Part of what I want to do this evening was to ask us to pray. Because you see, what I, I saw, which may have looked like deviation, is that pastor was talking about two men. No, they are not two, they are three. The Bible, he said, the wise men saw the star and they took note that a king has been born. The other two people, Simon and uh, Anna. Was it Anna? Anna? Yes. And pastor was talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Ha! <laughs> Let the second coming of Jesus Christ not happen and church is not aware. Hey! Let it not happen that I am not aware. Let it not happen. That's why you must have to take your prayer very seriously, oh. Because that is exactly where... Let me give us this story. And that's exactly what God used to tell me how rapture will happen. I had told my son to put a... I told him to put alarm so that I can use it to be waking up. And he, had, he put alarm. So, somehow, somehow, I don't know how, what he did. And then he went and pressed stop. I don't know. We, didn't, we just saw it in the morning that he didn't, alarm didn't wake anybody. But, you know, I rose up and I prayed. So when they woke up, I, I did, that he did alarm. I said, he didn't come on. I didn't hear anything. So I think it was on Saturday. I needed to come to church early with all of them. I said, okay, let's put alarm. No, no, it's not Saturday. I think this particular Wednesday, Wednesday, I said, I needed to pray uh, more. I said, put alarm. I said, let this boy not come and cause me a problem. So he put his own alarm. Me, I put my own alarm. <laughs> so by after one, his alarm came on and my own came on. As if 
the weather, the atmosphere was dangerously dangerous. You know, this time that every ligament, every part of your body, everywhere was heavy. As if you're going to fall sick, that you shouldn't pray. <laughs> I laughed. I gave myself another 20, 30 minutes. I put the alarm again. So, immediately it was that time the alarm came on. And I got up and went to go and pray in my room. So, my wife had gotten up that time. My son wanted to join me. He said, Daddy, I have to be joining for prayer. He said, alarm wake up. I don't have to wake him up. Alarm should be able to wake him up. Lo and behold, he didn't wake. Now, in the morning, when I had finished prayer and everything, I asked him, ah, but alarm came on. I said, yes, he came on. But so I, didn't, I said, I did not hear you too. I said, okay. Ask my wife, you, you, you woke up now when alarm was out. He said, no, I didn't hear the alarm. The alarm did not. I said, ah. But it was the alarm that woke me up. How come you did not hear it and you were in the toilet? You know what the Spirit told me? Now, you guys have to pay attention because that is, a, that is a rapture. He said, you are the one that set the alarm and you are the one that will hear it. The people who are waiting for me are the one that will see me, that will hear me call. If you are not waiting, you can hear. You can be coming to church, you can be doing all activities, but if you are not waiting, if you are not careful, if you have not said what it takes that will cause you to hear, you won't hear. Huh? I said, this is serious. He said, you heard the alarm your wife, that alarm was not meant for her. So she didn't hear it. Even as she was awake, she did not hear. But the alarm was meant for you. You are the one. You wanted to wake up to pray. That's why I made you to hear it. It is not impossible that I will not allow you to hear the alarm. For, you know, it's not, it's not, I can make you sleep without you hearing the alarm. But you set alarm because you want to rise up to pray at this time. I made you hear it. Because immediately the alarm rang. I got up. He said, that is exactly how rapture will be. He said, rapture will be like that. For people will be waiting to hear the alarm they did not set. They won't hear it. You'll be waiting. You'll just suddenly hear that people have gone. Hey. And you say, ah, what about, what, what? no, 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 because you are not waiting. The baby says, they are waiting for his appearing. You must be waiting. It must be something you're desiring. It must be something you're working for. It must be something you're looking up to. Every day, every second. That's what he ta- taught me about that alarm. I don't know what you have heard. I don't know what Jesus is saying to you. But these are desperate times. I don't know what made me say this in my house. I said, ah, I don't know how it was impressing my spirit. This, that this time is close. We are in 2023. We are about to enter 2024. I am thinking that it is 3,000 years that the Lord will return in 3,000 years. We are now, forgive me, that is exactly what my mind is telling me. I am saying 3,000 years, it may be wrong. Because you see, the number of years in God's hand is different. But I am only reading like by Apostle Paul say, I am speaking like a man. So that we understand that we need to begin to be watchful and set our alarms. So that we will not become the five foolish virgins. So that born against will not end up not going to heaven. So that you don't become born against. You become born against yourself. Praise God. I want us to please rise up. I don't know what I've said. It's just a meditation of my heart. Open your mouth and begin to speak in the Holy Ghost. And I want you to form the habit of speaking the Holy Ghost. Hey, it is in the Holy Ghost that the 
portal begins to open. The portal of heaven opens when you're praying in the spirit. The portals of heaven opens up to you. The portals of heaven must open. They will open unto us. The portals of heaven opens unto us. We will not be a people that will be told. We will be a people that we know. We will happen. We will have discerning spirit. We will be a people that are ready, waiting for the appear, the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, the rapture will not catch me on our ways. I will not miss the rapture. And I will be relevant here now. Infirmities are not supposed to put you down. Nothing is supposed to put you down. The love of Jesus Christ is so much as, as to overcome. Apostle Paul had, had a thorn in the flesh. But the Bible says he labored abundantly. Apostle Paul labored with, with thorn in the flesh. Apostle Paul labored with sickness. He labored. We will labor in the Father's church. Because there is profit. Every labor that is profit. The portals of heaven will open to us. Everything that has kept us bound. I bind the spirits. And I cast them out of our lives. Never to return back in the name of our Lord Jesus. We are a praying church. We are an interceding church. We are growing. We are multiplying. Numerically we are growing. Whatever has, has held us bound. We free ourselves from them. Father I declare our freedom. I say we are free. To serve with all our heart. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13. He said you shall seek me. And find me when you have sought me with all your heart. Every fallow ground is broken. We break everything that is holding us bound. We look at Jesus Christ. Who, has, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Every infirmity that has held anybody bound. We declare that we are healed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we pray. I want you to also pray. You see, there are so many words that have been spoken over our life in this year. The Bible speaking in, in Acts of Apostles chapter 19, I think 20, said, So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. My prayer is that every word of God has, that has been spoken into our life, let it prevail over every circumstance in our life. Let it prevail. Let it prevail. Open your mouth and say, Father, let your word prevail. Let your word that has been spoken over my life prevail in every circumstance. Let it prevail in my life. Let it prevail, Father. Let it prevail in the Father's church. Let your word prevail. As it is written, let it prevail. Let it be unto us. Let your word prevail in our life. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banek Squarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 07-03-15-88404. You can find us online 
online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you. Love just as you are.